Hello and welcome to Elite Rugby Banter and you're listening to the dulcet tones of Matt and I'm joined by Alex who is pressed for time. Hi Alex. Mm. Hello Matt, um, I am somewhat pressed for time. Thank you for reminding me. Um, how are you? I'm not too bad, not too bad. And someone who perennially isn't pressed for time because well, what is island time anyway? Uh, ben, how are you? Um, well, thanks. Uh, there is um, time on the island, I can confirm. But yeah, things things do move. Things do move a bit slower around here. No so, yeah. Then like different. an advert from milk or something. I don't know. From, uh, are we, are oh, we... like we, there 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 aren't cows in Mauritius. There were a few. Origin. There were when I came here. You could buy fresh milk, but then the cows apparently didn't like it. It was a bit hot or something. So. Sure. That sounds. Sounds a bit like Matt's animal, animal farm. What are you playing? Cow. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. But I've got a cow. I dig my cow. Okay. And it's actually well, that's good. generic black and white splotches. So. Well, we've already established that you're very colorist about your uh, Animal Crossing. Yeah. No, it's, it's I suppose shocking, but anyway, um, yeah, and not joining us today because apparently he has no time, is <laughs> Adam. Um, did yeah. Adam actually tell us he wasn't coming or did he just not show up? Um, he, he hit us to... with that yeah. maybe. He hit us with a maybe. He, he saw the invite on Facebook, the in- event <laughs> invite, and, and said maybe. Might attend. <laughs> <laughs> but, but everyone knows if you say maybe to a Facebook event, it means no. Yeah, you just don't have the yeah. balls to type no. We should probably stop arranging our podcast schedule by Facebook, to be honest. <sighs> yeah, well, every, every time there's a Facebook event or a Google Calendar invite or like, you know, it, just, it adds up. Yeah. All right. What's on What's on the agenda, boys? Okay. Um. There's a fair bit of rugby. I mean, four whole games this weekend. So, bumper crop this weekend. Um. Nice. But let's start with the news. And one of the interesting ones that we forgot that it happened in the start of the week and got sort of overshadowed was apparently a Diante has a yearing date now. I think they are doing it over Zoom. But more interestingly, Chili Boy Ralapele has been nailed for the third time in his career. Yeah, so he got a what, an eight year ban? Yeah, I think it's career finished ban. Yeah, that's surely. Well, like a two year ban would have finished his career. Like, At this point, yeah. Like, yeah, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a. Okay, should we talk about Apiwe Dianti first? Oh, well, Apiwe is just they just eventually yeah. managed to work out how they're going to be able to do it over Skype or Zoom or whatever. Like it took them a while to agree to the processes and that. Mm. So it's that seems a bit weird. No, well, it's the like same. Does... It's the same. I suppose just... it's just red tape. Eh? Yeah, it's red tape. It's the same way. I think courts had to do it quite a while back already for digital like coming in conference and that yeah. just, just to but be that's able why to... that's and... why it's weird to me like the fact that the courts have been doing it for a while now yeah and but i mean so it's uh what's the body s-a-i-d-s they the Af- south african institute for drug-free sports so they just dropped the mm. f both f's okay. um, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna sound a bit trumpist here but a lot of the the talk in the media has been like oh so a p wheels court Chili boy obviously is caught. You know, there have been some schoolboys who have been caught. Like, you know, drugs are just kind of rampant in South African sport. Yeah, there has been that. But do you do you think it's because our testing systems are better, or do you genuinely think? So what you're saying, Ben, is is much like much like Trump. The more you test, the more you catch, and therefore we should slow down on testing, and our guys won't prove it positive as often. Well, maybe. (laughs) <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, it's, like, it's, it's a valid like possibility, right? Yeah, no. It, look, um, it, it is. There, there is obviously like a correct answer to this because someone like Ross Tucker could probably tell you exactly which countries have better or more accurate, more frequent testing. Uh, I really don't know, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put many money on that. To be honest, like I think it's really just a culture thing. Yeah. And, I mean, we we often said like how. Our schoolboy level, our schoolboy rugby is at like a higher level than most countries, and there's a lot more pressure on our young rugby players to develop at that age. And like it's not a coincidence that you see guys with a lot of like agility and skills 
etc etc coming out of you know australia and new zealand whereas like south african schoolboy rugby players are known for like being able to kind of enter the professional um market and like be essentially ready at that level physically so like i don't think we should really you know i mean i know none of us are doing that but like i think it it's consistent with all of what we usually expect from schoolboy rugby players for them to be constantly fucking doping, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, I, I guess the thing is, because say our schoolboy rugby, it's a lot more professional than I would argue it should be. So, yeah. part, Which is but it's, why but it's professional, but it's sort of, yeah, but it's less, it's obviously less monitored, less regulated, etc. Yeah. So, you know, where as, as a professional, I don't think there's a lot of chance of getting away with doping. As a schoolboy, there probably is. Yeah. But like I would say, we definitely don't catch anywhere near all the schoolboys that are doping. Yeah, I think that's no, for sure. very likely. Yeah, that's a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I'm a bit distracted, guys. But um... no worries. Um, with that news out the way. Well, no, 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 but now Chili Boy. Oh, we wanted to discuss Chili Boy. Sorry. Well, Chili Boy. Well, I mean, have, as... the, have, have the drugs helped him? That's exactly because... what Ant said. Don't forget. Yeah, to me, Chili Boy peaked at about 16. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, so the question is, I mean, it, it is a bit more complicated than like have the drugs helped him because it's a question of whether he, I don't know, like, would his career have ended a lot sooner if it wasn't for the drugs? Like, did that prolong his career? Um, yeah, yeah like, maybe, was he maybe he was less as good as he was in the first place but... because he was doping. Like, these are things that you have to ask about pretty much anyone who gets caught. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's just really unfortunate because, like, he was a real legend coming up in, in schoolboy rugby. Like, I've, I think I've said this a few times, but um, when I was at school, like, he was obviously a few years above us, but he was, like, one of the few rugby players whose names I actually knew, schoolboy rugby players. Like, when he was at um, Afis. Wait, wait, Afis, no, sorry, Pretoria Boys High. Yeah, Pretoria Boys. Um, like, I knew who he was, and I'd never, ever seen him play. I knew Chili Boy Ratapelle was the captain and hooker for Pretoria Boys High First Team, and I'd never watched them play. Like, that was the level of stardom that he had. Um, he signed for the Bulls straight out of out of high school, obviously, and, like, went straight into their junior, like, under, he was straight into their, like, under-19 captain, under-21 captain. Like, yeah. I think it was the same year, or, like, a year later, a year out of high school, he was with the Springboks, basically. Yeah, I think so. Like, not dissimilar to... But he, to... remember, he, he captained. It was like a weird... It was like a Barbos game or World 15 game or something. Mm. But I remember he was captain of South Africa, essentially. It wasn't yeah. the Springboks, technically. Yeah, yeah and, he, and he was only like 21 years old or something. Yeah, like, I guess stuff like that goes to your head, though. Eh? Mm, so, I don't know if it's that. Like, I mean, it's it's a combination of things. So, like, I, I liken his career trajectory, his early career trajectory, to that of Hundred um, Pollard. Because Pollard, like, basically exactly the same. Like, he came out of high school, snapped up straight by the Bulls, like, straight into the junior structures, fast-tracked to the Springboks and everything. Like, you know, he was just, like, primed to succeed. Yeah. But for whatever reason, like, personality-wise, or I don't know what, he just, like, never came across as, like, that kind of a guy who was going to, like, you know, like, Rock end up like Francois yeah. Stein or James O'Connor. And I think it's just because he's a humble guy. He just comes from that kind of a background. Mm. And I don't think, like, Chili Boy became like that either. I think he just felt the pressure. Like, he was constantly being hyped up by the media. And, like, the expectations were so high on him. And he just never got the chance to develop naturally. So you can't be surprised when he tried to find a way to develop unnaturally. Yeah. Because he was constantly from, you know, playing from behind the curve that people were expecting from him. Um he was there and, during such a strong generation of hookers though as well yeah well that's the thing i mean he was only because he was so he was um sorry I'm, I'm gonna be a bit uh i'm gonna drop a slur um because when i was at school they were known as fags he was uh the grade eight to john smith's matric i don't know what other schools call them it's obviously yeah. a Yo. but unacceptable these days but that's that's what it was called at the time um so john smith was his prefect when he was when he was grade eight um so he was only five years behind john smith who as we know went on to become one of the greatest hookers that uh, south african rugby has ever seen 
Yeah. So like, how is how is he ever expected to like overtake John Smith? Yeah, like, that was and, never ever going to happen. But then, then also like people say it's a travesty that because of John Smith, Bismarck didn't get the kind of game yeah. time he probably deserved. Yeah, and like even even so, at, yeah. like at the Bulls, he was still playing behind like Gary Boerter, for example, who was yeah, and then there were like, like, amazing. Skulk, Skulk Brits was still like yeah, there, Skulk. like well, Skulk Brits would have been Stormers. No, no, but yeah, not not necessarily though. Sorry, I'm yeah. talking about the Springboks now, but yeah, like, yeah. There, was, there was just so much pressure on that position. Yeah, so like it's just it's just a lesson. Like his whole career, I think, is a lesson in keeping expectation low and allowing players time to develop. And, and... Or, or you can uh, the Australian media has not learned that lesson. <laughs> exactly, and that's why they keep ending up with like you know guys yeah. like James O'Connor who openly talk about how they kind of fucked up like went off the rails because of expectation um and i mean there was a whole generation of them it was like you know james o'connor curtly beal um fuck who the other ones like digby only was kind of part of that crap but i don't think he ever really fucked out um yeah quade cooper obviously yeah uh, but it's these guys that they've almost even if they haven't fucked out they just kind of go overseas for almost just like yeah well, like well, the thing is, the problem is that they're never going to reach the expectations that especially Australian media have laid out for them, right? So even though, like, James O'Connor at that time was having, like, a perfectly good career, he was constantly being made to feel like he should have been carrying the entire, like, wallabies on his back, basically. Um, and, like, it's inevitable that at that point, you know, he's going to start developing, like, a drinking or a drug problem and, like, eventually start falling out with coaches like Ray Cooper did with Brad Thorne. And then you get to the point where you just want to run away from it all, and then you end up going play, you know, in in France. And then either that makes you mature a little bit better as a person, or you end up a bit like Johan Hursen, where you just like a big fish in a small pond, and now you just want even more of the good life. And people, you know, saying you're the best in the world, giving you shit tons of money, and paying you cows and stuff like that. So not paying him cows, they're buying his cows at over. <laughs> Sorry, price. it's the opposite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, anyway, so yeah, I think you get my point. Like, yeah. it's just, yeah. it, it could go, go a number of different ways. And I would say that, like, in 10% of say, cases... I would say it seldom goes well. Yeah. It seldom goes well. The, the only the only case I've, I can think of the way it's gone well is Andre Pollard. I guess someone like someone like Bowden Barrett as well. Could we argue Andre Pollard's saving grace was actually getting injured when he did, maybe? Like the handbrake on his mm. career? Uh, perhaps, like, I think from day one... Like, I think it's quite well known that he was just, like, that kind of a guy. Like, yeah. Ben, do you, remember, do you remember that story of when he moved to Tux? And uh, Matthew, your, your your brother was, yeah, like... Yeah, he, story he, of... he, would, he would quite often just rock up at their digs for, like, a braille or whatever. Yeah, oh, nice. but but the but the story I'm thinking of is, like, the first time he showed up to, like, a house party at your, your brother's place, he, like, he was, like, asking around, and, like, he was like, whose place is this, whose place is this? And then eventually someone was like, yeah, that guy, Matthew, Matthew Lowe over there. And he like, like worked his way over, like through the room to your brother and like came over and introduced himself. Yeah, no, that's, And was like, yeah. hey, you know, my name, my name's Andre, you know, um, well, like someone so-and-so invited me, like in case you're wondering who the fuck's this random guy that just showed up to your party. And like your brother was like, uh, I know who you are, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I've seen you on the TV. <laughs> I watch rugby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the but, highlights of you playing right now, mate. Like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gestures like, to the screen. Yeah, this this whole exchange took place in front of like a life-size poster of Andre Pollard that Matthew had stuck up on his wall. <laughs> yeah, and while he was eating pro neutral out the box with Andre <laughs> Pollard on the front. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. the kind of guy yeah, who, who like w- like won't take for granted the fact that like first of all you know who he is even though you probably do, and like he felt compelled to introduce himself to the host of a party that he wasn't directly invited to, like. How many how many normal people do that? Let alone like sports stars at the age of nineteen. I don't you know? even greet. Uh, I don't even greet the host of party I go to when it's me and three no, other people. Like, I don't even. I don't talk to anyone, let alone the host. I'm impressed no. you. I'm impressed you leave the house. Find 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 the dog and just pat it the whole night. God, when was the last time I even went to a house party? Fuck. Just left the house to visit someone else's. <laughs> when yeah, was the I'd last time you went to someone else's the garden until it's time to leave? <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so yeah, RIP Chili Boy Rolapele, massive potential, but uh, I think a victim of the system in many ways, yeah. and of its own, you know, and like it ties in with Opa Mahoje's story, yeah, which so. I think we're going to get to now, but basically like the, you know, the, 
the mental health pitfalls of being a professional sportsman in this day and age are not insignificant. Yeah, so I don't know. I was it was a fifty-fifty. How I was going to segue either to Opa or the SA Rugby's new appointment. But let's go with Opa Mahoje. <laughs> Sorry, I forced, sort of forced your hands on that one. <laughs> no, it's fine. The other one was going to be speaking of strength and conditioning. <laughs> okay, well, you guys go. I'm going to go stir my rice quickly. Okay, well, let me just go. Uh, Opa Mahoje just essentially had a very sort of open and frank discussion with how he feels that SA Rugby and rugby players in general they just need to take better care of their mental health and he was fairly open about how he felt after his injuries especially coming back after the acl injury and then not quite being ready and how down and depressed he was in that and then i think he needed like another 12 months or something after that and he's just yeah and then actually going to therapy and how much actually speaking to someone helped helped him from he doesn't say how bad it was but he does say it was pretty fucking bad for him inside his head it, it is one of these things do you think like properly set up teams well, this is... they have you have to see a like a mandatory kind of psych, uh, psychologist no because the my so my players also did a study on this so that's the union isn't it it's that, no, it's like the welfare association, welfare association yeah so that well 12% of 105 respondents stated they wouldn't want to make use of a psychologist the percentage playing considered 37% would prefer to consult a team affiliated psychologist and 28% would employ a private practitioner so like of that it's not that low and i mean of the common mental disorders 30% admitted to sleep disturbance, 16 anxiety, 13% depression. So, I mean, it's there. It's just, yeah, as Oprah pointed out, Oaks just don't want to talk about it. Cause... Yeah, but I guess that ties into sort of this, you know, rugby player, tough, strong. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like you don't want to be signaled, singled out and you don't want to sort of, because it is, it, you're supposed to be at your peak and all that and you don't want to then raise issues with selectors and that, that you unnecessarily fit for something yeah it's, it's all ties in with the drug thing like there's just so much pressure on these guys and like like the thing is we guilty of it as well like we all just go and just slag off a guy for like no reason i'm sure we're gonna do it in the aussie games a bit yeah but like, like and i i am gonna do it to scott grafton oh jesus uh, what are we doing Shaming oh, no, no, we, we were just saying how like the media and stuff and how we actually guilty of it in some ways like we often just get overly critical on a player but luckily no one yeah. listens to the pod so we're fine yeah yeah it's... although we shouldn't be saying apart, no from, apart from if you if you're listening from our new prospective sponsor tafel lager then loads of people <laughs> listen and they all love buying whatever we tell them <laughs> yeah, yeah we've we've seen massive spikes in weber sales due to us look we, we, we're popular <laughs> yeah. we're popular enough to have gotten hate mail right oh true yeah yeah for, yeah. for stuff we've said about players negatively that that might uh you know, that could impact on their mental health so yeah but imagine imagine now we said something positive about a brand like imagine imagine the kind of power that would have her huh? well, that would be pretty impressive mm, if only if only but yeah I then am... we could sponsor tafel lager instead of the other way around yeah but yeah um i am currently drinking a tafel just throwing it out there i was oh, and i left it in the kitchen i went to do my rice so yeah, fair oh, enough that was a bit of a mistake, but it's okay. We'll we'll let it slide. I was uh, yeah. I was born opposite a, a Namibia Breweries uh, facility, by the way. I mean, no, a, no. you you're the chosen one. Thrice blessed, thrice cursed. <laughs> I was gonna say, no, Ben. I mean, born in Vintuk, it's like there's a hospital and there's a, <laughs> the brewery. It was, I wasn't born in Vintuk. Oh, where were you born? I, um, I was born in Swakop. Oh, Swakop. Okay. Yeah. So there's obviously. Uh, hospitals are fewer and far between and breweries are, are uh, per square meter probably more common that tracks but uh, yeah <laughs> i was born in a very small little uh like nursing home opposite a been breweries uh, factory so there you go toffel lager i'm your yeah. guy okay in other news oh, just wait, Alex. are you wangle a personal toffel lager sponsorship out of this i thought we were all in this together uh, well, so far, I'm the only one who's done any heavy lifting on this. Other than that, <laughs> we went and got some tough lager. 
Yeah. And I, I, I brought Tofaloka like, up. Well, yeah. We're, that was easy, though. That's the easy part. And we've always... Hi- and well, let's, not, let's not forget, Ben, that um, the Tafalaga Kimberley Stadium is your favorite stadium in South Africa. You think everyone should it play. Is, it, is, it is the stadium whenever there's a test match, I suggest it gets played there. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we need to just... Look, I mean, there's, there's a reason they call it the Theatre of Dreams. Yeah. Is that right? Um, yes. I, don't, I don't know enough to disprove you there. <laughs> Okay, so speaking of theater of dreams, which one should we jump to? Let's jump to the. So. <laughs> this is like, pick, like a kind of a pick your own adventure. Pick your own adventure segue to it, yeah. So let's just go to the one you want to hear, If you want to hear us talk crap about the new Saracens coach, yeah, go to 18 minutes. If you, if, you, if you want to hear us talk complete shit about uh, Jordan, uh, not Jordan, you see, Rangi <laughs> moving to Japan. <laughs> Well, we haven't decided on that one yet, but it's coming up. <laughs> um, yeah, so just SA recruits Saracen's head of athletics performance, which is an interesting shout, I think. Oh, I think it's quite a good one. I think Saracen's is a well-put-together club, so I reckon that guy can add quite a lot. Like, yeah, because, I mean, a lot has probably to be said got him for... At a bit of a... a lot has to be said for our yeah. previous strength and conditioning coach as well, though, because he did... A lot of what he did is also got us towards the final yeah or alec alec walters a lot of alec. people a lot alec. of people give him big credit for yeah or you know some some people have even bothered to learn his name <laughs> um <laughs> unlike tafel lager which i know the name of <laughs> yes you do <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, so. yeah so, so so no I, I do think this guy this guy will hopefully this guy will hopefully do some good. And uh, let me just uh, see. Career highlights: He's been at Saracens for 15 years, so he's essentially molded Mario Itoji. Yeah, but you always hear about like how Saracens is a really good club, to, like a nice club to play for. Like you know, mm. it's a great atmosphere. They give you dirty money on the side. You know, all of that good stuff. So all those picks. Yeah, those so soft hopefully perks. This guy, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, let's see what. Uh, let's guys, I've, I've, I'm gonna have to jump off, unfortunately. Oh God. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> this is how late we went. Okay. Um, but I, I'm gonna leave you guys to to it. Uh, you've got my winners and losers from the Facebook group if you want to rely on that for anything. Okay. Um, but otherwise, all the best to you. Thank um, you. I'll yeah, I'll leave my thing recording, Matt, just in case. Okay. Cool. cool. Um, all right. Cheers, boys. Cheers, Mister Uh So let's see, Ben. Um. Ah, oh, Ben, seeing as you're a tax expert, so apparently Jake White's a book balancing expert and that their recruitment of all of the eighth men was seen as a recruitment triumph for their budgeting. Why? I still don't understand. Because I think they what they dropped, they cut 16 and got, wait, what was the order? I don't want to get it wrong now, but I know it's 10 and 16. I can't remember which order it was. But, it, yeah. but, but I mean, like, it doesn't matter. It's like say you say that you you save a lot of money. You buy some great mountain climbing equipment on discount. Have you actually done something good? No, not at all. Because this is this is essentially what what Jake White has done. Like he's he's bought something he doesn't need at a discount. Yeah, no, exactly. Or, and he's potentially sold stuff he does need, like wings and centers. Yeah, they lost Speckman and... What are the big losses? Speckman was one. Well, oh, fuck, Speckman, Gelant. Yeah, Speckman, Gelant, Johnny Kutzer. So that's all basically outside back. Well, Johnny Kutzer. Yeah, and then they'd already lost... They'd already lost Jumbo Lengo. Yeah. And... Um, who else? Is his Burger Odendor gone as well? Or did I just make that up? I think your heart wants it to be true, Ben. Uh, who did he fuck over in the draft this year? Was it Alex? Yeah, it was Alex, and then he fucked me over in that Curry Cup draft. Where I had him, and then I swapped him for fucking Murray. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway. Um, yeah. yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. To me, he's, he's developing a very, very unbalanced team. 
And mm. like, I, I, I don't know, maybe, you know, I guess maybe he's in a bit of a building phase because realistically at the moment, it doesn't look like there's going to be any rugby in South Africa until sort of next year, potentially. Well, you say that, but Pro 14 is kicking off in August and the Cheetahs and Kings... Yeah, but are, are they um, going to play in South Africa? I don't know. I haven't seen yet. But that... That also, um, unless you want to talk more about the Bulls, but the Kings, that's an interesting one because the greatest rugby company in the world had to, I think, I don't know if we brought it up already, had to relinquish control to Saru again. And Saru is pretty much running the Kings. Yeah, I feel sorry for the Kings because I also think, I think privatization, to be honest, is kind of the way to go because it's theoretically a lot less sort of corrupt and... Yeah. You know, a lot of problems that are sort of inherent in South African government structures and sort of pseudo-government structures. There's, you know, privatization theoretically eliminates some of those problems. But yeah. I just wonder if they did their kind of due diligence properly on the greatest rugby company in the world. Well, because... I mean, it's you know, it's not even a year. It's like a year. No, no, just, just because... Do you, do you think they... They were just so happy to find someone to take the Kings off their hands. So they were just like, yo, whatever. They didn't actually see if they could sustainably run the Kings. Uh, maybe. But, it, yeah, so I think the big fuck-up that everyone is bringing up is the Kings the sign, the fact that they don't have a coach. Because, yeah, they sign, try to sign one, and they just haven't gotten around to it. Oh, they still don't have a coach. They still so uh, the director, high performance or whatever. Um, what's his fucking name? He is currently acting coach. He's essentially their coach uh, got fleckied in to coaching. Oh, he just got like oh poor guy, especially oh, the Kings. Yeah, what's his name? Oh, fuck, I can't remember now. And then they must got. What's his face from the Lions? See, I can't remember any names. Um, Lions coach, the old one. That Swiss, right? Swiss, yeah. He was on a consultancy, essentially. But I don't know how much he's been doing. But now, because Saru's in charge, Rassi's technically director of rugby at, at the Kings now. Like they oh. said so. Oh, so that should be good. Yeah, like, yeah, but like, oh, I don't know, like... They've made some interesting calls, like now, with regards to, like, who who is with Saru taking over, who is now on the Kings board. And they're like, oh, by the way, Rassi is technically director of rugby there now. Because it's just under his... under his job description. So I don't know how much of a extra eye he's going to be playing, uh, like, gazing over it, but yeah, he is there. Didn't they... Didn't they sign someone the other day, though? Um, I think they've signed a couple of youngsters. I don't know if they signed... Like, like who's signing for the Kings now? Like, So, like, like, so there are like... kids signing into the academy. I know that much. But didn't and say, like, half the academies are run by, like, the same company. So, it kind of tracks. Oh, no, I heard... Um, it's like Stormers, Bulls, and Kings, I think, are all like this. Yeah, because someone said the Bulls, and I was like, that's weird, because, you know, we because the Bulls Academy definitely have a different... Um, oh, they signed Cameron Wright, Ben. Yeah, Cameron Wright, there we go. Yeah. And they also, I think, more importantly, they, Skulk Ferreira hung up his boots. Oh, yeah, that's quite sad. He's a real legend, actually. Yeah. Especially, Remember, yeah. he was he was always like my one Kings player in my in my fantasy teams. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... in my fantasy teams, kind of early two thousands and stuff. Yeah, no, he's a prolific scrummager, and I think he's been at the Kings forever. Yeah, like he's stuck with them. Like yeah, if like... someone deserved at least one good season of the Kings where they're being properly bankrolled and stuff, it's Scott Pereira. Yeah, because I think he's been there since day one. Like the first time, yeah, he was. He was there when they relegated the Lions, or when they kicked. Yeah, he he's their sort of version of Pet Cowan. Mm. Pet Cowan got signed to this force. I saw. Oh, that's great! I love a I love Pet Cowan. 
<laughs> speaking of, speaking of, Pekkaun did sign for the force. So we might see Pekkaun on the field next week. Well, surely not. Like, did he properly sign? Did I don't he know. retire? I don't know. I saw it on Draft Rugby. Those guys on their casualty ward update. I saw Pekkaun. Yeah, I'm, I'm beginning to lose faith in casualty wards since they've told me that hey, Mildes Gunn is coming back for like the last six weeks. I don't know, the dream is, yeah, uh, I don't know. So I'll re- mention here, now that Alex is gone, my 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 bid to free up 300,000 by ditching Damien McKenzie for Severis this weekend. That's bold, like, uh, well, yeah, Severis should definitely start. As yeah, because well. I was looking, he, Havili is injured, so. Yo, I don't know, because we also thought Braden Endor was injured, but then he just decided to, you know, not be injured. Yeah, which I'm kind of happy with. But yeah, anyway, so we'll see. I ditched McKenzie for Reese because I just needed 300k for later in the week. It's always good to have 300k in your bank account. Seeing as I had 3k in my bank account this weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah what happened to fuck Eat the Rich, man? No, well, I'm still eating. Yeah, it's okay. Not, now we need savings, and then we're going to buy loose forwards later in the week. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck, my, my team lost so much value last week. I'm curious to see how much value McKenzie loses tonight. Yeah, like, um, I should actually check. I need the time. Yeah, give it a couple more minutes. Anyway, um, let's do, speaking of giving it a couple more minutes, some shock poll. Revealed that 46% of players were unhappy at the all-black coach appointment. Yeah, I, well, someone someone said, yeah, it is a bit of a... Because these guys, realistically, they all kind of in their 20s or mm. early 30s or whatever. Yeah. And, like, who do you want? Sort of the old fogey or the cool young guy who break dances and shit. Like, yeah. Yeah, look, it's... So, like... yeah, but... I don't. I don't think. To be honest, I don't think Ian Foster's a great, a great appointment. Like I think, it's such a prestigious job. They could have pretty much got anyone they wanted to. Yeah, it's a weird pick, for Ian Foster. But hey, I think that we must probably ten years ago we were saying the same shit about. Oh fuck! What's what's the previous guy's name now? Shit, I'm bad at names tonight. Handsome. Handsome. I'm pretty sure everyone bitched about. Hanson. Hanson, because he was. The worst Welsh coach. Yeah, he was. He was a Welsh coach previously. Um, and like his Welsh career is abysmal. Like I looked yeah, it up the Wales, other day. Wales are pretty average. So. Yeah. Yeah, but like I like I, I stand by. I don't think Steve Hansen was a great coach. No, look, yeah, you've been banging that drum since day one. Yeah, and finally, people listen to me when the All Blacks failed at the World Cup. So. <laughs> your proudest moment Ben your proudest moment yeah finally vindication <laughs> um, yeah so should we move on to some of the matches yeah where do you want to start do you want to do chronological or yeah let's do the first yeah let's just do chronological so the first game was Reds versus Waratahs Waratahs who I I'm increasingly starting to like I was never fan of the Waratahs but like I'm just I'm liking them less and less to be honest Herbert. they're so one dimensional like I don't know I don't know you said but, but they're a bit like like I don't know maybe it's just uh, maybe it's because someone pointed it out but they have a half a player of colour in their team as well yeah. no, but they are so that's they're sort of indicative of I think it's yeah, that, that they... Sydney old boy regime that everyone complains about in Australian rugby like they the the poster boy for that yeah they, they seem honestly like everything that's wrong with Australian rugby and like yeah I don't know yeah they they seem a bit of a, a summary of it and I, I was very happy at first when the Reds were just dicking on them oh, it was so but good. then the, but then they had a bit of a comeback which bummed me out a bit yeah the first the first couple of scrums where all Tupo was just eating fucking Angus Bell alive in every scrum. Yeah, fuck I, the Reds. The Reds pack's looking savage. Yeah, uh, let me just. I just want to see. Bell did. Yeah, I think Bell even picked up a card. Well, yeah, it's one of those sort of force cards. Yeah, it's those force cards, but it's like he he. It was his error every time, or he was the one pinged every time. 
So basically, Tuco well, just scrubbed a guy into getting a card. Do you know whose fault this is? The locks. Ned Hannigan's fault. Ned Hannigan's fault. <laughs> it is. He's, he's, not, he's not a real lock. Like, you always, if you have Ned Hannigan pushing behind you, you're going to get shunted. No fair. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm willing to say no one's ever gone forward with Ned Hannigan behind him. Oh, oh, bold claim. Watch. Bold claim. Watch us get He's tweets. Gonna... Watch us get tweets yeah. now, Ben. You know, this is the engagement Tafel can look forward to. Us just alienating. Hopefully, they yeah. don't want to break into the Australian market with us, because yeah, we're a detriment in that regard. Yeah. What 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 could what could we call our could uh, call this like big claim? Put your cards on the Tafel. <laughs> yes, it works. Okay, that, that hashtag. Okay, guys. So when you're tweeting, complaining about this, remember to use your Hashtag put your cards on the tafel. To... Yeah. Yeah, this is good. They're going to be like Weber again. They're not even going to reply to us. And we're just going to give them loads of free advertising. Yeah, no, true. Well, uh, one other guy for the Reds that I thought looked sharp was old little Tate McDermott. Yeah, no, Tate's good. His break was really good. Eh? That break try was filthy. That tricky yeah, little try. Um... And then no 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 not that one the that like that was like his little tap one but when he had oh. a he had a break in like midfield like I think oh, he shit. kicked it over and like oh it was really good. He, he <laughs> um, also did he get the first fifty twenty two, or twenty two fifty did he kick it, or was it Hegarty? Mm, no, I think it was Hegarty. Hegarty. Yeah, I, I don't. To to be honest, watching it, I I wasn't like wow, there's so much space. This must be the new rule. Like yeah. You know, revolutionizing rugby or whatever like it didn't seem that different to me no it was just like the first time the f- what is it 2250 or 5022 which way around does it go uh, I don't know the first time that I kick think... happened I think everyone on the field was confused even the players well who else was on the field just no, the well, ref and the players the ref and the players the ref was like no 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 and the players were demanding to like check out that it, he didn't carry it back or anything as well yeah it just it's also like people don't think of that it just becomes another reason another kind of topic of controversy yeah i still think but yeah so that rule so far i can take or leave that one but that that uh goal line dropout is absolute horseshit i'm sorry yeah, no, no, especially like like I thought it would be quite cool, but it's not. It's just a chance to clear your lines. Like yeah, because I, I think you can use it defensively. You can run back because if you carry it over, because that's what Hooper did. He carried it back, and then do- yeah, well, yeah, that, that's what you could do. Say you under, say someone puts through a really good kick now, and you being like hounded by three guys, you just take it and sprint backwards and ground it now. Yeah, and then you've got instead of instead of the clearance kick and then kicking it out. Well, instead of Instead well, no. Instead of, of instead of opposition scrum now, yeah, you have you can just kind of hoof it. Yeah, no. Yeah, but I, I mean like strategically it. for you, instead of you hoofing it out under pressure, you've got time. You can take your time now, and everyone can set up. Well, yeah, and you and then you can improve your angle as well. Yeah, because you can basically you can kick your goal line dropout from like under the poles if you want. So you can you have a nice angle at touch. Yeah, are you allowed to kick well, it out? Uh, I would guess. Not no. direct. I don't think direct. Yeah, like like it's like a kickoff. Yeah, I think it's. So if it goes run. out, I would guess you'd have a scrum five. <laughs> That's the last thing they want. Well, another goal I drop out. <laughs> yeah, scrum five doesn't exist anymore. It's all just drop. You just get to go well, again. Yeah, well, that that would be no, the logical. No, no. If you kick it out, if you kick it out, the other team gets to do it from their drop, from their line. You all march ninety meters across the field to theirs. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I would because if a twenty if if a twenty two or a kickoff goes straight out, it's a scrum where it was kicked from. Yeah, I would say I would think so. But yeah, no, it's wild. So I think it might be a selection. I, might, I think it might be scrum or line out, but it's where it was kicked from. Yeah, that's wild because yeah, it's interesting because as the attacking team as well, you were on the line and now you've got to play back from like forty meters out. Well, yeah, it depends. Like, it can be like Oaks Rock kick far now. Yeah, true. If Jordy Barrett kicks it, you, you're playing back from your 22. Maybe it should be a, like dead ball line dropout. 
yeah, at least give it like that 10 meters and then also the posts are in the yeah. way so it like fucks out that you don't kick it from the middle or maybe it should just be a five meter scrum i mean fair just keep it yeah like, like like in theory i wasn't super opposed to this rule but now i've seen it a bit in practice so i think it's stupid yeah no so yeah i think if alex were here he would also yeah, complain about the, the the legalize legal i'm trying to think of a nice term for it legal because i don't want to say the legalization of union into league but you know because that's what these rules are they're sort of making australian union more similar to australian league so should, should we start calling should we start calling this rugby that australia are playing australian union I think so. I think we should start referring to it specifically okay, as Australian okay, we, Union. We, we got to, so, so there are two Australian Union games and two rugby matches this, this, this weekend. weekend. Yeah, because I mean, what? Yeah, because the Aotearoa, I think that was a good one. Um, they all they had. They don't have any rules that fuck with the rules. New rules. They had Golden Point, which doesn't fuck with Golden any, Point. Yeah, well, that's just a simplifier, really. Like. Yeah. That's I think for... that's within the rules of the current rules. Like, yeah. it is an option. You can elect to have Golden Point. Like, it's not like something they just made up. Yeah, and then the red... they do it in World Cup and stuff. And the red card one. Yeah, and then the, which yeah, well, it sort of happened this weekend, but yeah, it didn't actually. Yeah, the, that one we need to discuss, I think, a bit later. But yeah, so that I think all in all, not a bad start. I think this was a uh, probably... yeah, it was very, it this... was very scrappy, but. It, it was quite entertaining to be honest. And J- Jack Maddox ran a sick line. Oh, his his try was filthy. Yeah, like it looked like a set move, but I don't think it was. I think he I just think yeah, it, the commentary so. was also arguing that it was a set move. They're like, yeah, you practice this try, like or this move, like in practice. But it was like on like it was on like the twelfth phase though. Yeah, so. yeah, who knows? But Australians love like eight eight switches like that. So who knows? No, no, but I like like I used to have a coach who used to say you should never run set moves straight off the set piece. You should run them on like the fifth phase. Okay. Because that's when because you know like when a when a defensive backline is is strongest is is basically right off the set piece because you know then you've had time to organize and stuff. Yeah. What you want what you want to do is manipulate like five phases so you have the your backline in place and they maybe have you know like four of their back line then like a you know two tight forwards or whatever defending in the back line yeah and that's when you that's when you run your set moves see look at this were you coached by a young Rassie erasmus I was, I was actually i was coached by a really really see in Dwandwe. Oh, nice. a really like, like he played he was like a proper rugby player and he like he was a real he like well what one year he was like okay guys we um we don't have a good, we don't have a good kicker in our team, so we're not kicking the entire season. It was like the most, and like for for uh, practice, we'd just play touch rugby for like two hours, no, the whole enough. time. But like, but like, like we scored. I think that season, like I would say, our winning percentage is probably about the same, but we scored like three tries, literally where the try scorer caught it behind our try line. Yeah. Because they're just like, why would they be running this? Like, it was insane. But, yeah. No, fair yeah. enough. So, I think, overall, this was most probably one of the better starts that Australia could have hoped for to their tournament. Yeah, uh, quite a disappointing crowd, though, to be honest. Like, I'm not sure if there was still social distancing regulations. They, in, yeah, because I think they've still got, like, spikes and that happening. So, yeah, the fact that they had a crowd is surprising. Yeah, like, but yeah, I didn't think it was wasn't the worst game, and it did um, inspire um, a campaign to fire Phil Kearns. Yes, that was that this game or the was it Saturday morning's game? I would assume he was doing the Waratahs game. Oh, true. Yeah. Okay. No, no, I think I think Horan or, or whatever they want to fire him, uh, and yeah. I, I I I watched. I didn't watch the Saturday morning game, and I watched the the other game without sound, so I don't know. Yeah. But I, I would guess it's valid, and he should be fired. No, oh, fair enough. I do too. Okay, and with that, let's move on to the first game of Saturday, 
which is Highlanders versus Crusaders. Did you watch this one? No, you were playing yeah. golf. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't, playing golf. I haven't played golf in two weeks, Matt. I'm such a good husband and father. I'm, I'm proud of you, Ben. Well done. Thank you. Um, no, it was... Uh, no, no, I, I got this. I got this game. Um, first half was a bit of a bit of an arm wrestle, but then you know, Sadis just. But it always kind of felt to me that the Sadis were going to run away with it. Yeah, Shem, the, I was, I was so happy for um, your favorite, your new favorite team, the Highlanders, when they actually like snuck out in front. Yeah, I, I was like, I was like the, I was like, oh, the little team that could. But then I was like, nah. Nah. No, it's not. Even while, while the Highlanders were still in front, I was like, this isn't happening. No, but uh, it's like it's like being in front of the All Blacks, like playing against Crusaders and playing against All Blacks. Like as a fan, like emotionally, you know how far you need to be ahead by 60 minutes to know whether it's going to be a close loss or not. And yeah, shame. They weren't far enough ahead. Because yeah, both no, of those teams are running like, out of gas. Yeah, both of those teams are like, the last 20 minute specialists yeah so so something something i want to talk about and i was actually wanting to talk about last week but obviously i had to run away but okay so the crusaders have david havili george bridge yeah sebu reese manisa mathele yeah lester fanganuku yeah and you didn't even mention today's will jordan Oh, and Will Jordan, yeah. So they they have six of the best ten outside backs in New Zealand. Would you say? Actually, maybe, maybe Leicester isn't there, or maybe Manisa Mate. Well, he he was at one point. Matiele was there at one point, but yeah, I don't. Yeah. Okay. But the Highlanders have fucking Scott Gregory, bloody um, Kuriti. What what's his name? So, Vil- Vilamoni. Um, so they had John and Narecki on eleven. Sam Gilbert. Okay, John and Narecki is not terrible. And they had um, what's his face? Uh, Ngane P- Punivani. Puniva, yeah, Puniva. Puniva, sorry. But but I thought New Zealand had centralized contracting, and it was designed to prevent things like this. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how this is supposed to work because yeah, I also feel like there's something fishy going on there. Because it 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 seems it doesn't seem good for New Zealand rugby that the Saders just have all this talent basically getting. Because I mean, so, so, look at their Lucys yeah, but, as well. I mean, Tom Christie, Cullen Grace, those guys were like second string Lucys, and they've been huge now. Yeah, no, no, but but they, but to me, they don't have insane depth at Lucy's. Like, I, I didn't really rate that Blackadder guy as well. Uh, like, uh, I didn't, I wasn't like, fuck, where they're finding this oak? I was just like, yeah, he's fine. Fair. Yeah, so, so I don't know. Like, it's a bit, like, it's, it seems a, it seems a waste of talent to have all of those guys at the Crusaders not really playing when the Highlanders are clearly desperate for outside backs. Yeah. I wonder, uh, I don't know how their contracting supposed to work, but they've got all black central contracting. Hey, yeah. But I, I thought it was, but there was also sort of a bit of an overarching, like they could kind of shift players around. Yeah. Cause I know, yeah, that's essentially the Irish model. Yeah. But and, all the good players seem to play for Leinster and Ireland. So, I'm yeah. Not, but the, but the, Ireland can yeah. also like the Irish, the I, IRU can also decide your team's not allowed a foreigner in X position because they want local stocks in that position to improve. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. That's one of the, yeah, one of the, one of our players had to come back essentially because IRU was just like, no, we need more Irish nines. You're not allowed to contract a foreigner there anymore. That's cool. Which no, is, I think is like... a lot more interfering, but also overall not a bad idea. Yeah, I, I guess like obviously our leagues don't have massive problems with foreigners. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, overall, Aaron Smith had an excellent game, I thought. Yeah, I think this is the best he's played 
possibly this year to be honest i think easily this year his best game yeah richie richie drilled uh fuck i watched the highlights again nana when richie drilled nareki dead fuck i laughed that try saving yeah. tackle like late in the second half no no it's a it's actually he he actually stepped up for a while because yeah. he actually he had one of his better games yeah, will really. jordan was will you know, jordan was disgusting He's hit a vein of form. I feel sorry for him because I don't know if the All Blacks are going to play this year, so he might not get his... Oh, shit, you might not. The 2-2 Mark Delia might not get their, their breaks they deserve. Yeah. Oh, uh, so, fuck, news that we should have mentioned. So Tutu has confirmed that he has signed with the Blues until 2022. Yeah, but what the fuck does that mean? Bowden Barrett signed with the Blues till 2023, and yeah. now he's fucked off to Japan. So, yeah, for so Tutu, um, I think it's just more... He's sort of signaling his intent that he's not keen to go to England, that he's going to try and push for an All Blacks cap. Yeah, I don't know. I would, I would say career-wise, he's very better off going to England. Yeah, money-wise, definitely. But yeah. Well, no career. And also, it's a lot less good there. Well, Who? No Who yeah, I suppose. Hey, well, they got Vinopola. Then they had that Harry. Was it Harry Wilson? Wilson something Wilson. I think so. And uh, I'm sure they have some guys up and coming and stuff. Yeah. Oh, they got the guy Fuff, the guy Fuff, uh, Hughes, Nathan Hughes. Oh, shit, yeah, that Fuff upset, that Fuff put his uh, medal on or whatever. At practice. No, who oh, was, did he do that? Who did Fuff just like come to like return from practice and just like essentially teabagged him with his medal? I think it was he. Oh, I remember reading that. Yeah, it might have been Hughes or. Yeah. Oh, one of them. But yeah, no, this was, yeah, this game I was happy I got up for. I mean, yeah, it's a struggle to get up at nine. It's the one thing I'm appreciative of the Australian games, that 11 o'clock kickoff. Yeah, no, it's, it's better. Well, actually, for me, it's like one o'clock. So yeah. No, well, this one would have been at 11 for you, so. Yeah. Kids. And then, so the Australian game, which I didn't watch so um, you can my, yeah look this one i try to watch highlights for because i had to run out as well when this one was on and rugby pass doesn't have highlights for this game so i don't know if that means that there are just nothing of value in the game or it was all too exciting to cut so yeah let, let, let's, be, let's be positive about it, it was all just one. every minute was just too exciting to cut yeah it was just, just a thrill pack game and Let's not let's not even talk about it, Matt. Just I think it's best viewed, huh? Yeah, I think so too. Matt Tamur, lots of kicking. Noah, Lo- oh Noah's also kicking. Yeah, Jordan Ulysses scored a try. Dane Hallett Petty scored a try. Will Miller scored yeah, he, a try. he 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 did, he did all right. He got like forty-four points at fantasy or something. Jordan Ulysses. So Falau Fainga um, scored a try. Joe Powell scored a try. Andy Muirhead scored a try. Falafanga always got to try. I think Falafanga got hurt as well. So yeah, Ooh, that one... That's, that's significant for fantasy managers if you are playing yeah. some fantasy. I think, yeah, I think I saw somewhere Falafanga got hurt. And yeah, Brumbies took that one 31-23. And Jesus, rugby pass is useless. They've, they've got colours for like on the sides and on the Highlanders... Crusaders, it was like red and yellow to like for the bullet points. These are all the same blue color for the Brumbies and the Rebels. So I actually, so you can't see which team did what. You've got to look at the players' names. Oh shit. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's bad. And this this is from the same ones that just don't have highlights. So this is me poo-pooing rugby pass for a minute or two. No, well, yeah, you you work hard for your rugby pass as well. You run it through a VPN and everything. Right? Yeah, you've got to. And yeah, so last one, yeah, because Sanzo is apparently full dick mode on rugby pass, but they're also owned by New Zealanders, so they have to listen to Sanzo. Oh, are they? Yeah, they got. Yeah. Oh, did we talk about how how Squidge had a fight with World Rugby? I don't know that he had a fight. He just had a discuss. Like they actually called him and, like, sort of try to explain—not explain, but like. Oh, 
they sort of dialogued with them. Dialogued with him. They opened a dialogue with him about it and that. So I wouldn't go like they had a fight. Uh, But yeah, so his video about the final, his second video about the final got taken down. Okay. Yeah. So that's a pity. And then Sunday morning's game. Chiefs versus Hurricanes. Was this both teams playing for their first win of the season? Yeah. Um, this was a very a far more one-sided game than the scores suggested. So like the highlights, because yeah, when I rewatched them now, they were just pure hurricanes flaring, and then like every now and then a Chiefs player touched the ball. Yeah, because honestly, if I actually I said this on the group, but if this is what if this is what Gatlin's planning to bring with to the British and Irish Lions, with the British and Irish Lions, they might as well just play Japan four times. Yeah, because SA will walk them because yeah he's not coaching well. But I think yeah last yeah, time I, th- I don't last know time I didn't want I don't know maybe, maybe last time I didn't was, yeah I don't know I suppose maybe he's so used to coaching like Northern Hemisphere teams that think one way that he's struggling to communicate with like a different mindset down south who knows yeah maybe uh, maybe it takes a while to adapt to to systems or maybe he's trying to change a lot or... yeah so we'll see give him but yeah it's been four games give him give him the next four games as well and we'll see they've got to buy hopefully when they come back they can pick something up yeah I think they need to buy her huh? yeah shame um do you want to discuss old Scott Scrafton man of the match performance Oh fuck off! I don't want to talk about Scott Scrafton. I was, I was like, oh, what a, what a, what a little, what a little butte. Like I picked him up nice and cheap, happy with my Scott Scrafton, and then I see a yellow card, and I was like, oh my fuck. The first the thing, sec- I don't, th- I don't think the second one should have been a yellow actually. Uh, the, no, the, the the problem is the second one shouldn't have been a yellow, but it was a penalty try, so it has to be a yellow. There was something uh, last week about that as well, where there was like a. No, it was the no, it was Saturday's game with the Crusaders. There's one of their tries. That if they hadn't had scored the try, it was going to be a penalty try. So therefore, a yellow card as well. And the ref. Yo. And the ref told I can't remember which of the Highlanders players it was, and he said you would have been off if they hadn't scored that try. Yeah, but like I don't, I really don't understand that. So, but that's because the there, that's there something. Just, there was something last week as well where it was like um, where basically the the TMO TMO disallowed the try, but yeah. because they disallowed a try, it be, it was a yellow card. But my logic is surely the the offence has already happened. Yeah, and you've now sort of given the yeah because you disallowed. Cause then no, but if you disallow a try, you go back for what? Can you go like, back? like if you score a try? Because that try would have been scored under advantage, so to speak. Yeah, but so but you that, go back for point. the advantage like, like, to play the advantage. But then you can't just pretend the foul didn't have. Like if something's bad enough to warrant a yellow card, yeah, it should, it should warrant a yellow card regardless of sort of the 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 final result didn't that happen with bridge last year like twice where like he got fouled twice and they're like the ch- like high tackles or something it should have been like a yellow card but then he's just such a consummate like professional that he managed to dot down the ball mid getting choked out yeah and, and then they said no if he was more experienced he would have um like not like, scored the try just so that they could get the yellow scored to force the yellow in the penalty try or whatever like i remember it was quite weird yeah no it's a weird situation because i think scrafton's first yellow card was i think a multiple infringe like a team warning infringement at the line out for, yeah, like, like for drifting was, to me he was just he was just kind of unlucky twice like he wasn't actually that much of an idiot that second one was shame like you know exactly why he did it as well because it's just such a knee-jerk reaction to tackle the guy that's running at you without realizing that I, he was I, 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 I don't think you should. I think if you do that, you've made a choice. I don't think you should get 
you should they should indulge that sort of bullshitty scum half s behavior who oh it was damien <clears throat> no but it was a tap yeah, and go and scrafton wasn't back five no 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 i i understand that but um you think if like, you do the I, sneaky I, tap I think, and go i think what if you do the sneaky tap and go you should give up your your back five not back ten yeah well this one was five because they were like within five of the of the of the touch of the try. Yeah. Well, yeah, he basically had to get back behind the try line. Yeah. Yeah, but he was sort of, it was kind of like a fucked if you do, fucked if you don't situation because. Fuck, it was so. F- if, if he just put up his hands. Yeah. It, he would have been called a coward by the media for not tackling, not attempting. By the media, yeah. And had he done, like, a, like you see, Coles. <clears throat> Coles' reaction was, I think, the most telling. Where the ref's like, Dane, come here. And he just like looked at the ref. He's like, no, fuck. Is it a red? Like those were the first words out of Coles' mouth after the try. Yeah. That Coles oh, was like... Yeah, but I, I guess it had to be a... Yeah, because it was... You think sp- someone, someone could have volunteered to take it for him. <laughs> yeah, just like, no, I'll take the yellow. Because yeah, then we saw the... I, I, remember, I remember once at school, someone got punched and the ref didn't see... This was like in like under 13, under 14. And he like lined everyone up and he's like, who hit him? No one came forward. He's like, okay, who's the captain? And this guy, I'm the captain, red card. <laughs> I suppose you've got to take responsibility for your team. Oh, like it, it, sort of, it, it sort of makes sense. It's a good, a good life lesson yeah, or whatever. Who's captain? Me, sir. Off you go. Sheds. Yep. But they, use, they do it sometimes in, um, in cricket because you know... If the overrate's too slow in test cricket, the captain gets suspended yeah. for like the next game or whatever. So then they just pretend someone else is the captain. Like everyone knows they're not the captain, but it's just like, yeah. uh, you know. Just a, yeah. Yeah, you just send out some random guy to like toss the coin at the beginning of the game. You're like, yeah. okay, you, you're, you're like cannon fodder in case the overrate's too slow. <laughs> uh, so quickly, let's find Alex's winners and losers for the weekend. Just so that we can have someone, some intelligent input. Okay, we talk about Jordy's uh, controversial long penalty. Yeah. Because he took, well, apparently the ref took the ball like, well, honestly, it was like 10 meters forward. Yeah. And Gatlin complained. Yeah, but Gatlin's complained like every week so far, so I don't know. Yeah, I know, like, no one's really... I don't think he's had the golden return he was hoping for. No, not at all. So let's see. Alex's winners, Will Jordan, Tom Christie. And I don't know if Tom Christie's that much of a winner. Like, he scored two tries, which he's kind had... of put up his bad in his score, but I don't think he played that well. He also had 10 runs and 6 tackles, which Alex quite rightly <laughs> points out is a bit low, actually. Yeah. six tackles and then he's but like I, I don't know I, I think he, he he was kind of right place right time to be honest especially the, like... I think it's his second try was definitely where he was sort of loitering on the wing yeah well, he was actually probably somewhere he shouldn't have been yeah and then Jordy being his third his third winner of the weekend sort of by just making the Hurricanes backline look a whole lot better having his head there I actually, I actually thought he was Bowden because it was, you know, it's quite early in the morning. Yeah. And then you know that they were playing like that blue-gray kind of. Yeah, they were playing that. I was like, what? I, I thought the Blues had a bye. Uh, like, oh, what's God. going on? You should have started to leer. Yeah. No, yeah. I was having a bit of a, I was having a bit, I had a bit of a confused moment for a few seconds. Yeah. And then... But yeah, I, I do think Jordy got that backline moving a lot better. And then, let's see, what else? Uh, Jordy, Scott Scrafton, first among the losers. Fair. But and also, then, again, like, I, I don't think he actually, he was just, he's kind of the, the Tom Christie of, of losers, because it was yeah, kind of both of unlike his, yeah. more than anything, yeah. Yeah. And then, let's see, Duplessis. Like, I, like I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually only gave away two penalties. No, he gave away apparently three. According to this, because three, okay, three penalties, two yellow cards is a 
bit of a harsh ratio. We can agree, though. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Duplessis, Karifi, even though he scored a try, handed out as many penalties as Crafton and was also guilty of three turnovers without actually getting any turnovers himself. No, you, you know my you know my views on Duplessis, Karifi. Um, I, I, I think he's seriously overrated. And then Alex's last one, in an all sort of forwards losers bracket, uh, Makiela Tui. Tui. Oh. He's also. Yeah, he, he, he was silent this weekend. I think he was just outshone by Hunt and Frizzell more than anything else. Yeah, like. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I have to go into Facebook and argue with Alex. But if you want to argue with Alex, go into Facebook. Facebook and argue. Alex has got it there. It's all, it's all typed out. And only two people have liked it so far Richard and Ant. They love stats. They love it. So, yeah, um, let's see. Two had seven runs for only 17 meters and gave away two penalties. Just suppose, I mean, as much as he's been ball carrying, that is underperforming. No, that's not. Yeah, but Frizzell stepped up a bit, actually. Frizzell was actually... huge this weekend. That's about time. He's had quite a quiet year so far. Yeah, he's let, he's let Mikhail to come out of his shell, sort of. Also, the the Highlanders have like well they used to have they seem to have given up on it. But remember they used to rotate their loose forward so much. Yeah, like especially Frizzell, like Frizzell would like get like man of the match performance and then not see the starting bench for like two weeks. I do think Frizzell's. If I was selecting the All Blacks, I would sort of invest in Frizzell. Let's say that I would say, listen, mate, you you're our blind side. We're going to give you whatever x number of like we're gonna you know you're like a project yeah because i do think he fills a position that like not a lot of people teams in world rugby seem to have in the moment and he seems a good kind of fit for it yeah just no, to kind of focus his work rate a bit i wouldn't say increase it but you know a bit less ball carrying a bit more yeah rocking over yeah definitely yeah um yeah the backline let's see highlanders yeah no, I'm not reverting back to Islands. Fuck it. Okay, I think we can call it there. We've been at this for long enough. How many, how many, um, how many tafels have you finished during this podcast? Uh, two. I only brought two. I'm pacing myself. Are you going out tonight? No, no. What? Can what do you mean? Out tonight? How does it work anymore? What do you mean going out, Ben? Apparently, we are allowed to go to restaurants, but I think it's deeply depressing to go to. I think to restaurants. Aren't allowed to sell booze? Oh, that's a bit dumb. No, I think the going out is you just order Mr. Delivery now, Ben. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Sorry, like, I think I'm I'm in a bit of like a bubble with, with COVID now because like we, we haven't had cases for like... No, like you're lucky. Two and a half months or whatever. Like, yeah, so. it's a, yeah, you, yeah, it's still fun to accuse Adam of sending his mom to the shops for him. Yeah, but like there's still like a legitimate risk. Like, and yeah. I think I'm battling to like comprehend it in a way. Yeah, no, there is. Like, that's the thing. Like, that's why it was like, <laughs> I felt a little no, bad like... for. I felt a little bad for making the joke because Adam actually did rectify his behaviour. Yeah, like, <laughs> but it is like it's harsh reality. It's like, yeah, no, I'm sending. Okay. Them. I was like, do you really want to send yeah. out? And like, three other guys called him out, and then yeah, I felt a bit shit. <laughs> Okay, um, are we done with the with the podcast? Yeah, I think let's be done.